Want to know some of the issues in sport at the moment? Well, look no further. You are listening to the Talk About Sport podcast with Beck Brooks. Two sports, cricket and hockey. This podcast is broken into two parts, looking at issues that surround both sports, such as funding, advertising and the media. Cricket. With the media covering the ashes for both men and women, has this coverage sparked a change and seen more people want to get involved with cricket? Also, with the recent victory for England women winning the test? Or are there still issues surrounding the sport still? With me today is Steph Robinson, a cricket player for Leeds team Newfoundland. So Steph, have you noticed the media covering more cricket for both men and women? Or are there still improvements to be made? Massive improvements are needed in particularly the women's game. Currently the men are having coverage of all their international fixtures. Women, not. Let's take the recent Ashes series. The men had every game covered in the series and in the T20 series and in the 50 over series. So every game was covered. Probably about 10 or more games shown on Sky Sports. But for the women, you you could watch like the test and the first and the three one day internationals online and then the the last three t20s were shown on sky sports but that was only because the men's games were being shown after so it's kind of like a back-to-back cricket match and so you know i think women definitely need more coverage and with the coverage that cricket get was it good quality coverage that it was shown did you get lots of highlights and the full game no highlights I didn't see any highlights, not even, you know, because it was only shown on the Cricket Australia website, obviously the the rights, don't think anybody purchased the rights to show them, not even the highlights. Yeah, the only place that you could see highlights or coverage was, was on the ECB website. Yeah, so th- th- there were nothing on national TV and unless you know that, that where to look, you know, people looking to start the sport aren't going to have a clue where to look to be able to watch it in terms of the quality because it was a stream on the internet there were always breaks in the coverage it was pretty poor quality and a lot of the commentators they knew about cricket but they didn't know much about like the domestic game so when you listen to the commentary on men's cricket they take a lot of reference to where a player is playing for a county or state i think it is in australia whereas in the women's game they didn't have a clue what county they were playing for or you know state so people within newfoundland were they watching that coverage as well did you talk about when you went to training i don't think many people will have watched it just because of the time difference i don't think there will have been much many people watching the men's cricket just because of the time difference you know you had like times where they start like two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning in london time you know obviously people go to bed maybe more at the weekends i think that's why a lot a lot of the matches went over the weekends for the men's game but in the women's it was mainly during the week and with the women winning that series do you think more people took notice of cricket I think because it's been a back-to-back Ashes, so we had the Ashes in England in summer 2013, and then obviously winter we've had it in Australia. And I think people took more notice of it in 2013, obviously, with it actually being in England and obviously being a, a good time for people to watch if it has been on TV. There are improvements. I think it's hard when it's in Australia, you know, any test series or cricket series in Australia and people want to watch because... People need to sleep. And the time difference is so great, isn't it? Yeah. There's no way of getting around it then, really, is that you've sort of got to get up 
if you want to watch it you've got to try and find time for it haven't you yeah obviously like i said if you if you don't know about that the women's games being streamed on the internet you aren't gonna go look for it if you don't know do you know what i mean it needs to be made more easier the men's is constantly advertised on Sky Sports and constantly shown on Sky Sports. You have a highlight show on Channel 5 and obviously then the highlights are shown on BBC News, ITV News, all the news channels show highlights of what's happened. So people are more likely to take notice of the men's game because these highlights are shown at a reasonable time when people are coming home from work. Obviously, like on the radio as well, you'll hear about the men's Ashes, how they're getting on, or any test series, not even just the Ashes, whereas I didn't hear anything on the radio about the women's series. I went along to the Indoor Cricket Training Centre in Headingley to chat to members of New Farnley to get their thoughts on the main issues they think are in cricket at the moment. I think within women's, it's maybe the media and getting it out there and advertising it is an issue in relation to this. You're not getting it out there, is it? A lot of it is through word of mouth. Like for myself, it was word of mouth that there was a women's cricket team out here. It has getting better, but I think advertising it and maybe in the whole relation of cricket, maybe putting it into a positive light instead of all the negative, because in the media they tend to concentrate horrifically on the negativity, and I think that can be really detrimental to any sport as well as cricket. I think in women's cricket, it's having enough players coming through in teams because quite often what I found is I'll be playing for a team in a league and quite often other teams won't have enough players so and it will vary from time to time so sort of like one season or a couple of seasons one team will be really strong and then in other seasons time they'll just be right down having no players because they've all gone off to university or, or moved away or something so it's just in women's cricket it's getting that continual supply of players and bringing them up through the ranks really. And do you think it's well funded? I don't know really, I think it's got better. I know because there's quite a lot of stuff going on Chance to Shine, that's got quite a lot of funding in it. But in other, yeah, probably in other ways it's not that well funded. So it's probably, the, the sort of the youth and development side is probably reasonably well funded, but beyond that it's probably not. From my experience I'd say that because I started late, I found it very difficult to find any kind of training because most people either started playing when they were children or yeah, were a lot older and had lots of experience. So coming in at 19, 20, having never played before, I kind of felt like I missed out on all the coaching because everyone expected you to play. I think I noticed the majority of issues in women's cricket because I play women's and I play men's. When I'm playing men's, it's hard to get the recognition that you kind of deserve. My old club, I didn't get any recognition. Coming to a new club and they're a lot more friendly and up for women playing men's game. I think it's just the recognition that you don't, the recognition women don't get really. Men seem to get a lot more recognition, like the Ashes. All of the men's game were covered, but with the women's it was only the T20. So I think, yeah, it's recognition and getting the opportunity. I think the main issue is like the publishing of the games, if you like, which the UCB I think are doing a lot more to try and improve. So you see a lot more about the women's game on Twitter and that's starting to show it on Sky Sports. So I think the more it sort of gets out there media-wise, the more girls will start playing cricket because I think previously it's just been foreseen as like a, a male sport. And do you think there's enough funding pumped into women's cricket or do you think there's more that could be done for it? There could definitely be a lot more because, I mean, like I said before, it is regarded as quite a male sport. So there's a lot more money pumped into males cricket than there is in females. So, for example, in girls uh, like counter cricket, no one will get paid for it. Whereas on the male equivalent side, the captain of Yorkshire will get paid like a ridiculous amount of money. 
So Steph, do you agree with some of the issues that were raised by members of your team, such as lack of publicity for cricket? Most definitely. If you're wanting to increase something, a good way of doing it is is advertising. And when you don't see much of something, people tend to forget about it because unless it's constantly being seen, you know, people have got lives to live and stuff, they're not going to remember something that they've seen once. Whereas if you see it all the time, you're more likely to take it in and remember that, you know, there is women's cricket there. So one thing I like to see, I definitely like to see is more games being shown on TV rather than having to stream them off the internet. I think being able to watch women's cricket will increase the publicity more than maybe a newspaper article that is a little square in in a newspaper. Are there any magazines or radio programmes that are specifically for cricket so that people could listen to for it to be publicised or is there none of that about? There's no specific radio channel or cricket channel on TV. Um, There are a few cricket newspapers and magazines out but you know it's mostly covered around men's cricket. In the most recent All Out Cricket magazine that was uh, brought out beginning of March they had one page for the women's cricket and it was so backdated the article was about the middle of the Ashes series when the Ashes series finished at the beginning of February and they brought this out for the beginning of March and they're, they're talking about something that is so old you know whereas the rest of the articles in this magazine are about current situations in men's cricket and do you think that it should be changed then in the future that they should maybe half and half or have or let women's cricket actually have its own magazine or something but again it's all it's all funding you know Mm. if you don't have the money to do it then people aren't going to necessarily take out of their own pockets because you know we're not exactly in the most positive economy at the moment this magazine actually costs four pound 25 now, if you had a magazine that was just set for women's cricket, I don't know many people that would spend just under a fiver mm. for a magazine. Another issue that women were talking to me about at the Indoor Cricket Centre was about how men get paid more than women in cricket. Do you think in the future, stuff that this will change? Or do you think there's always going to be a pay difference between men and women? I think it's something that I've looked into in general life, not just in sport. You know, there's still a pay gap between men and women you know, if you've got, like, a managerial position or something like that. I think until women get more spectators and get more money through spectators going to pay to watch, there will be a difference. And it it is an understandable difference because if you're putting money into something, you've got to kind of expect to get money back from it. But it's just a vicious cycle because, if obviously, if you're not getting the money put into it, how do you expect the money to come out of it? Exactly, yeah. You know, I think it's something that needs to have a chance taken on it. And until that happens, then there is going to be a massive pay gap still. And how are issues tackled in cricket? Because football has organisations such as the FA. Is there something similar to that in cricket? In cricket, it's the ECB, so the England Cricket Board. And I think there is a closer link between the England Cricket Board and women's cricket than there is to the FA and women's football. In that, I think because there's less kind of local teams for women's cricket, a lot of the leagues are ECB-run leagues, so they have to be in contact with the leagues constantly to make sure that things are going. And because they are ECB leagues, they get funded by the ECB. The members of New Family also expressed what they would want to see in the future for cricket, for it to improve and progress over the years. You'd hope that there'd be more money put into the sport and that it will become more popular as a women's sport. And I think over time, as long as it's keeping publicised in the media, I think that will happen gradually. I think it should continue with the way it's going and continue with the growth. And 
I've, I've always been an advocate of, of women's sports to try and hopefully come out of the semi-professional type of things and professional to give you know, particularly girls an opportunity to just concentrate on that as a career would probably be one of the things I like to see but I've also noted that in other sports as well. I suppose it would be down to the media more recognition of women's cricket and then that as soon as people see that it's out there and you can do it you get more coming in and it just builds sort of a bit of momentum and a better future for the sport. Keep promoting it to younger girls, make sure it's high up the priority at school. Yeah, just keeping it high profile so that you get more girls playing it and making sure it's supported so that you can get the proper training that you need so that you can be good. I suppose internationally you want audiences and you want coverage so that they can get more money into the sport. So like the England women's team are, are fantastic and you go and watch them play and there's less people there than would be at a county men's game. Um, and you just think it's a bit of a shame they're like the top women in their sport um, and they're not getting the kind of crowds that they should be. But I think it's great how like internationally that they're kind of building it onto the men's so you have like a women's game and then a men's. Uh, so yeah, I think that's really good. So having listened to what they want for the future, Steph, what would you ideally want now over the next few years maybe? Well, most recently we've just seen that um, the top 10 female cricketers will be getting paid a full-time wage. Whereas before, if you were contracted by the ECB, you would obviously get paid for playing, but you'd have to top up your wage by doing volunteering for the Chance to Shine scheme. So it's like a cricket scheme to get kids playing cricket. England women are will go into schools and hold an hour coaching session to inspire kids to play. So it's great to see now they don't actually have to do that and they're kind of on a par with men in terms of they just play cricket, they get paid to play cricket. But obviously it's still not equal in that men get paid more. But again, at the moment, men play more international cricket than women do. And do you think in time that women will play more international cricket and it'll be completely on a par with men? Yeah, I think the more participants you get in cricket in women's cricket obviously the more games you'll be able to play because at the moment you've got a certain set of girls that are good enough to play and if you had more of them then obviously you'd have a bigger squad you'd be able to play more games and change squad around and and able to do that you know if you've only got a squad of 16 there's only so much changing around you can do and it is tiring going on tour you know you go on tour for a couple of months and I think the men find it hard. I mean, recently you've seen like cases of like Jonathan Trott with depression, you know, the amount of touring that they've been doing, it, it takes its toll on you. And and for women, I think unless you've got more players playing, you can't put that pressure on them because they don't they won't be getting a big enough break from the game. And do you think if people listening wanna get involved, what's the best way to start to get into cricket? The best way to get into cricket would be to contact your local cricket board so for me it's Yorkshire cricket board most cricket boards will have a, a cricket development officer and they'll be able to point you in the right direction of what teams depending on where you live what your nearest club is they'll be able to tell you that any final thoughts about men or women's cricket i think in terms of with cricket there's a perception that it's boring from my my, my friends that don't play they they find it boring to watch boring to play but for me it's about who you're playing with and I think you've got to remember that in all sports there's going to be times where you're going to be doing stuff and not going to be doing stuff and, and cricket's just another one of them sports. So thank you Steph for discussing with me today issues surrounding cricket at the moment. Want to know some of the issues in sport at the moment? Well look no further you are listening to the Talk About Sport podcast with Beck Brooks. 
Hockey. Charlotte Kent spoke to me about her housemate who plays hockey, as she sadly was unavailable for an interview. She expresses one interesting reason to why her housemate Holly first began hockey. She got in hockey, it's very similar reasons, like when we got into football, a local outside club again coming to a school. But the one interesting thing for Holly with her hockey was she was having a lot of personal issues. She had a lot of trouble growing up. She didn't have a very easy childhood for a number of reasons. And hockey gave her a way of life. It gave her an escape route. When she speaks about how she, when she was on the pitch, all she had to worry about was the game. And she says taking her mind off everything that was going in her life for so many hours a week. She says that without the sport, she doesn't think she'd be the person she is today. And that hockey for her has changed her life in the essence that it's given her some drive, it's given her something to work for, and it's kept her on a good path in life, really. And obviously, from this, from hockey, like, that's what she hopes to do, is work in a hockey school, and so hopefully, like, hockey will be at her whole life. So. And what level is she playing at at the moment? She plays for Doncaster, so she plays on a national level. That's, and is she playing at uni as well, or not? And she also plays at university, yeah. Has she expressed any issues within hockey about that sport on a local or national level? The problem that she's found is that hockey can sometimes be a bit of a higher-class sport. So when she, the girls that she's mixed with, generally, like, who are playing at a national level, she says are sometimes a bit out of her social class in the sense that they're more well-to-do than her. And that seems to be a bit of an issue because it's, she says, like, sometimes it's connotated to be a bit of a, like, a posh, posh girl sport. Yeah. And what sort of competitions does she get involved with over the year? So she does national level, university level, and then in the summer they have, like, summer league and also local tournaments as well. And do you think the London 2012s helped get people more involved in her sport? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Obviously, like, any media coverage, again, it opens it up to a good sport and... It kind of like, obviously, it inspires the younger generations, doesn't it? So, And she's actually a captain of some younger teams as well. And just by her being older and playing at university level again, it always inspires the younger generation because they think, oh, yeah, you know, I'd like to go on and represent my university and do it as I got older. So. And is there an even split in hockey for, like, male, female? Like, football's obviously predominantly male. Is hockey, is it evenly done? Yeah. Yeah, obviously the uni- university club is both male and female. And there's both two teams for male and two teams for female. If anything, at our university, female hockey is a lot bigger than the male hockey. Do you think there's enough media coverage of hockey? Because I haven't really seen much until London 2012 came on and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, no, you, 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 you're right again, but then it's like the same. It, it is very exciting to watch, but then it's the same as a lot of sports. For some reason, our obviously, media just focuses on the very mainstream and... You know, sports like hockey, they just get left. And unless you're actually in the sport or you're playing the sport or you know somebody who does, you actually have no reason. You you kind of, like, forget about it, to be honest. It's not pushed. Like, the BBC needs to focus on all these different sports because so many people would be inspired by these different sports that are out there. But in a sense, people aren't getting the opportunity to see them and to get inspired. And do you think there's anything she would want for the future of hockey as she progresses through her career? Uh, I think, again, she would just... She would like to see hockey, a few more hockey academies grown. She would like to see hockey being pushed into the curriculum more. And obviously I think she would like to see hockey, again, just grow as a sport, become bigger and bigger. So that's it from me, Beck Brooks. Thank you to Steph and Charlotte for discussing with me issues around cricket and hockey. This has been another edition of Talk About Sport. For more discussion on issues surrounding other sports, check out the next podcast. Thanks for listening.
You have been listening to Talk About Sport with your host, Beck Brooks. The next podcast will look at issues in running and karate. Mm-hmm.